Hey guys, this is Daniel White, your host of the Free Pizza Podcast. And today's guest is Reed Haithcock, a photographer. Enjoy. Hey, I am doing good. You good? Hanging out in Boston? Hanging out in Boston, yeah. Just uh, working on some film. Not never-ending process. <laughs> are, are you still doing the Christmas stuff? Uh, no, I I finished that, but I, I started, I jumped into some roles I have had sitting over the summer. Uh, just developed eight rolls of films that are hanging up to dry, and I have like 12 more to go. Oh gosh, you have 12 more to go? So, oh yeah. God, that seems like it's never going to end. No, it won't. And then I have a couple, couple like projects coming up, and I'll just add more to, to the list. <laughs> That's awesome. But cool. So since you're doing that, and we'll try to make this as quick as possible. But I'm so stoked to do this, and obviously we had some difficulties the other day doing or yesterday doing this. So I'm glad we got it working now. Um, yeah, sounds good. But yeah, so yeah, tell us about yourself. Uh, born and raised. Uh, maybe what you're doing now, and then we'll kind of backpedal and kind of see where it started okay sounds good uh so i was born in high point north carolina you know shout out to there yeah grew grew up in high point in greensboro uh went to high school at southwest high out in high point mm-hmm. went to college at uncg right like many of your fine guests <laughs> uh, and now now i live in boston i've been here since 2008 so that's awesome yeah. and i definitely want to hear um kind of why you moved to Boston a little bit, but I want to jump back into your family life and kind of life growing up in the 336. Um, oh, yeah. So, yeah, tell us um, what your parents did. Uh, so, back in, I think it was the 919 when I was growing up, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, my parents, my mom, um, they're both sort of like, you know, blue collar and office work kind of people. My mom works as like a facilities planner. Right. Um, at, out at a building at the airport. She's been there for, I don't know, 15 or so years. And did like, you know, that kind of thing beforehand. Um, and my dad, my dad's worked on cars for as long as I can remember. Um, he worked at like a Chevy dealership, mm-hmm. mo- moved up in that place. And now he works at the Bentley dealership in High Point. It's like, he's like the, the body shop manager. So also he's like high rolling now. Yeah. These baller cars that he can take out for a spin. <laughs> That's awesome, dude. So, um, so did they influence you starting on photos or how'd that start? Um, no, they weren't like, they never did anything super creative. They were always really supportive of what I was Mm -hmm. trying to do. Um, my dad had like, you know, a simple Canon film camera that he had, you know, through the eighties that I, I sort of picked up, um, right at the end of high school to document my AP art portfolio Mm -hmm. for, for that. So like, you know, in the course of an afternoon, I learned how to use a, a manual film camera just to take those pictures and then sort of put it away. I forgot about it for a few years, mm-hmm. um, but my parents were always super into music. Like, always had music playing in the house. And my dad had all these old, like, old records from the '70s, old concert tickets from, like, you know, the Greensboro Coliseum when like Black Sabbath would play for like five bucks. <laughs> so. Five dollars to see Black Sabbath. Oh yeah, there's a tick. There's um, they have a like a ticket stub, and I actually took a picture of it. And um, 
Chuck Johnson and one of the other dudes at one of the, the print shop in Greensboro made a shirt of it. So I don't know if you can still get them, but it, it's sick. Dude, holy crap. And also, and also, shout out to Chuck Johnson. That dude's freaking awesome. We need to get him on yeah, here soon. Yeah, he's the homie. Dude, that's awesome. I can't believe that. That blows my mind for $5. But yeah, cool. So that kind of, and also that ties into your photography because you're doing, you're working with a lot of hardcore and punk bands now. So mm-hmm. um, did that kind of also go into those shows and listen to those records kind of influence you to get into hardcore and punk? Yeah, like I always like, you know, like metal and punk in high school and then, um, in college started going to like a lot of local shows in Greensboro and Raleigh and Chapel Hill and Charlotte. Right. Um, and, and in my, I don't know, it must've been my like freshman year. I bought, um, like a little Sony, just like point and shoot digital camera, mm-hmm. you know, like five megapixel kind of thing. Yeah. And would just take that around to, to hang out with friends, going to shows. So I'd like shoot bands start like talking to people, start making connections. Like, Hey, I have these pictures. Like you guys can have them. You know, they were, they're terrible, but I was like, I was learning because it's, you know, it was a point and shoot camera. I had like no control. Exactly. So that's cool. It's kind of cool having a camera that like does not, you know, so I guess complex. It makes it a lot easier and kind of just focus on just shooting. Yeah. It, like it helped me sort of, it, it kept the technical aspect sort of out of the way. And I just made me figure out like what I liked right, to look at and what I like to take photos of. And then, like, the technical stuff really came later again after I was, like, relearned all that stuff. Right. Okay. That's perfect. So, and then, obviously, you took some of those skills to college, which you didn't initially do photography. You did design, right? Yeah. I was, I was went to UNCG. I was in the, like, fine art painting program. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I did, like, all kinds of oil painting, figurative stuff, like, observational work. And then my last, I guess it was my last year, I was like, oh, snap. Like, I need to like a real skill that I could get a job with. Yeah. So I took some design classes, got into like digital, like web and print design. Um, and then did, did that kind of stuff after college for a while. Right. So did you, were you, and you obviously you were still, um, taking photos throughout those years, right? Oh yeah. I, I was taking photos nonstop from like, like freshman year of college up through now, which has been like how long oh geez like fifth no 16 years ago almost that is awesome dude wow you were definitely it's been a long time definitely seasoned so back so when you were in college were you still obviously still going to shows and taking photos of that or were you doing a lot of portrait work oh, or yeah. what were you doing back then it was it was almost all shows like shows every weekend like multiple times a week going to this like super sketchy spot in greensboro called ace's basement <laughs> shout out to that place dude i was so I was around during those times. I was definitely listening to hardcore and punk and stuff, but I never went to that venue. I was invited so many times, but mm-hmm. I was just too scared to ask my mom of, because of where it was. Dude, like after, so I was going to these shows and then eventually my mom sort of like, they figured out what the name of the place was and then drove by it one day on their way to like the mall or something. And I was like, holy shit, like you're going to a crack hotel <laughs> over by the Coliseum. It's <laughs> like, yeah, that's where all the kids are hanging out. Dude, that was a staple. I hated miss those years. It makes me sad. I don't. I don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but cool, dude. So, um, do you are there any memorable bands that you took photos of there that um kind of stick out? Oh man, I I took pictures of like, jeez, like against me played in like you know a dingy basement to like ninety kids. Dude, um, me early me without you was really cool. Wow. Um, and then like all kinds of hardcore bands came through sort of before. 
I really kind of knew what the story was. Like I saw like one of my favorite brands, Breather Resist, a few times there. Okay. Sort of really before it clicked, and um, I don't know, it was a great spot. Lots of lots of shows that were looking back on. It's like holy crap! I wish I had. I wish I had been more aware of what I was seeing, and I wish I had been like more aware of like photography and how to do it and what I wanted. What I ended up shooting now, I wish I could do then. Oh yeah, dude. I think that's a story with most people in the creative industry. It's like if I knew this ten years ago, yeah, <laughs> then it would be probably so much different. But I mean, I was you're still kicking ass, and I can't wait to kind of dive into what you're doing now. Um, but so okay, after college, you're doing design work. Um, who'd you work for then? Uh, I worked for an internet radio station that was based out of Greensboro called Batanka. Okay, it was all like um like it's like all Latino focused music. So like you know radio hip-hop or bachata or like norteño that kind of thing yeah. and i was just like making web pages and booklets and stuff um but with that sort of first design job out of college i had the money to buy my first like real good well sort of good digital camera um the nikon d80 mm-hmm. and as after i got that i was like oh yo i got like the whole scope of photography opened up to me so i was like that thing never left my side for years <laughs> that's awesome so and obviously when you got the digital camera, I mean, it's instant gratification. So I'm sure you were snapping. Was it still mostly, it was obviously still bands, but were you taking photos of like anything else other than bands? Yeah, it was. that was the kind of time that was like, I was still going to shows and shooting bands and stuff, but I was like taking more pictures of my friends, doing more like more travel and, and starting to get into more like the portrait side of things. Cause like, you know, I had a, a camera. I wasn't like embarrassed to take out and like take pictures of people with. Yeah, for sure. For sure. That's awesome. So it was a bunch of kind of, just hanging out and shooting the shit and stuff, and that's that's badass. Yeah. Um, and around that same time, I got like a got a Holga, like a one twenty oh, film camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that's what kicked off like my f- film obsession after learning it in high school. I was like getting to do it, you know, on my own, like taking weird photos of like color flash and like cross processing stuff, with, like the two labs that were in Greensboro at the time. Right. So, so tell us, like, jumping on the film thing. So, and obviously you still do um, pretty much mostly film now, right? Yeah, it's like like 95% it's film. So what makes you want to just do film? It's, I don't know, it's like there's, there's um, an aesthetic to it, there's a process to it, there's tradition to it, and it's, you can... Like, especially with the process, you can influence how the, the end result looks at so many different stages, like in the camera, in development, in printing, in scanning. It's just like a, a never-ending, like, thought process on how, like, how I want this image to look. And then once I sort of, like, established my own personal aesthetic, honing in on that and sort of having a, having a repeatable process so I, I can have that sort of through line throughout my work. Exactly. That, like, even though I'm, even though I'm not shooting, like, the same thing all the time. Right. It's, it still has that, the connection is that it's the the aesthetic that I'm going for. Exactly. That's so cool because obviously it's, I mean, film obviously isn't dead, but you don't, see, I mean, you see a lot of it, but you don't see a lot of it. But um, that's fucking cool. And I would definitely want to ask you, was there like a moment like when you were like, I want to just do, do film? Was there like a kind of a, like a light bulb turn on or anything like that? Yeah. Yeah, it was probably it was probably like seven or eight years ago. I was like shooting shows all the time. I was living up in up here in Boston, going to shows all the time. Actually, starting to shoot like for bigger bands, getting like 
you know, press passes and stuff. Um, there used to be a camera store out here that had just like this wild collection of old film cameras. And I was, you know, I'd, I'd had a Holga for years and I was like, I mean, I'm interested in like learning more about this. Like I'm tired of spending money at a lab. I want to like learn how to d- develop my own film. Right. Um, so I like, I went and got like a Nikon, an old Nikon F3. Yes. And just, you know, threw some, I think it was like threw some HP five in it. Went to, I think it was like a tiger's jaw show. Totally, totally blew the film. Didn't load it right. <laughs> totally fucked it up. And I was like, so bummed out. But then the next show, I figured everything out. Right. Came home, unloaded it, like, you know, went to the photo spot and spent, you know, a hundred bucks to get my developer set up going at home. Mm-hmm. And it's like that first time I developed this film from a show and like pictures of hanging out with friends and like pulled them out of the tank, hung them up to dry. And it's like, yo, this this is what I've been looking for in photography the whole time. Right. It's like a, a, a physical process. Dude, that's nuts. So did you set up like a dark room like in your place? Um, I, I don't currently have a dark room. Uh, and when I first learned, I was only doing like daylight tank developer. So I had like a little dark bag to change out the film and just doing, doing the process in the sink. Um, but at two houses ago, I did build a dark room in my basement out of like a... <laughs> pvc pipe structure with like black <laughs> black plastic over it and it could only be in it for like 45 minutes before i started to get mad like woozy like from dizzy the chemistry, like chemistry yeah odors so like i only I only printed a, a few things down there and then sort of broke it all down because i was too too scared to like pass out down there and have nobody home to help me <laughs> <laughs> but there's a couple spots here in boston that do like photo like darkroom rental time that I hit up a couple times a year when I want to print some stuff. Right. Dude, that's insane. So I want to jump back a little bit more. Um, yeah. So what brought, what got you to Boston? Like how, how was that transition? It was literally like two of my best friends were like, Hey, we're going to grad school in Boston. Whoever wants to move with us, let's move. Wow. So I was like, yo, I'll, I'll move. I'm, I worked at, um, you know, the four seasons hotel that's over by like four seasons, like the mall and, the Coliseum. Is that like, is that the Corey Convention Center? No. Yeah, yeah, that place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah. What's up? Yeah, I was, I was, I was working there as like the the promotions guy, doing like photos of signage, like designing posters, setting up like food photo shoots that weren't good. Um, <laughs> and the my like the general manager was like my direct manager. Right. So like this this dude that like ran the whole hotel didn't care at all what i was doing so i'd like come into these these posters to show him he's like okay great fine it's like okay i'm not like learning anything i'm not like developing here so boston seems cool like let's go <laughs> wow that's great it's kind of like i guess not necessarily spare in a moment but like you kind of make a very you made it like a quick judge it's like oh let's go let's fuck it let's go ahead and go yeah i mean it was either like i was looking to maybe move to raleigh like maybe go back to school yeah but when these these two friends were like, "Hey, like we're going to Boston. Let's let's go." It's like, "Yeah, let's do it." And that's 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 incredible. So you got to Boston, and did you just do photos, or did you initially have a job first? So I, I moved up here. This was in like early summer of two thousand eight. I got like a a temp job doing graphic design for this like bank thing called I won't say the name. Yeah, don't um, do that. Yeah. <laughs> Because in October of that year, in 2008, like, the entire financial industry, like, shit the bed hard. 
So oh. I didn't ha- I I didn't have a job for a minute because I was like I was trying to do design. The first job I had up here was a bank, so like nobody wanted to hire me. Right. So like freelance the best I could, did like odd job stuff, um, and then eventually got got to doing more design stuff and photo stuff here and there and that, over the course of a couple more design jobs i'm now doing photography full-time um both freelance and in-house for a science lab oh so you're doing it you're doing photos for a science lab now mm-hmm. so how what is what exactly are you doing with them uh so basically i just do all of our in-house photography needs so it's like if we need pictures of you know 80 computer chips i'll do that or if we need somebody needs a headshot for an event i'll do that or i'll shoot like we just had like a big expo last week and I shot, shot that for four days straight. So. Oh, that's cool. So I'm guessing they kind of pay you per job. No, it's, it's just like hourly position. I'm in house. It's sick. Dude, that's, that's, that sounds sick actually. Yeah. That's awesome. It's like, it's not, it's not the most like compelling stuff to photograph, but like I can, I have access to cool gear. I can learn new stuff. I can learn how to like better light things. Right. And it, you know, it affords me like a paycheck and time off so I can pursue all like the crazy music stuff that I want to, that, you know, at the end of the day, isn't going to be, isn't going to pay enough to like live on or, you know, sometimes it's not going to pay at all. Right. But it's just getting to make, do those projects and make that work that like makes it worthwhile. Dude. Yeah. That's freaking, that's, oh, that sounds so awesome. Wish I could find something like that here. Um, <laughs> So yes, and I'm glad you t- mentioned the music and the and the crazy stuff you do now because I want to j- kind of leeway into that because of course everyone wants to know how you know you're getting on these tours and shooting these insane bands. So kind of tell us how that started. Basically, it just started from like in 2002 shooting shows on a point shoot camera, meeting people. It's all like it's been all relationship based, like. I'll see a band a couple times. I'll shoot pictures of them. I'll send them the photos. They're like, oh, yo, these are great. Like, I would love to do more with you next time we're in town. Or if they're local, they're like, hey, we want to do, we want to set up like some promos or something. Dude, yeah. Um, and then from there, it's just like I start making connections at different labels that the bands are on. Um, like the one of the labels I work with the most is Deathwish, and that's up here outside of Boston. Yes. And just you know, lots of great bands, like specifically in the sort of style that i am really interested in sort of like weirdo art hardcore stuff yes but it's you know when when those bands roll through like i'm going to go to the show anyway i'm going to take the pictures anyway like um you know i want to share them and sort of it creates that like this sounds so stupid but i like thought about it to the point where it's like it creates like brand value right because they want to have great photos i'm producing those photos and once you know we start working together to create this like larger body of like identifiable work I'm glad you said that's actually a very incredible way that you said that because it, it really is about, you know, the brand of the band. I mean, and you, of course. Yeah. Um, but that's freaking cool. Yeah. So, um, you know, so like these, these bands roll through, you know, a couple of times, take pictures, send them over. We start this relationship and then eventually I'm like, hey, you guys, you know, want to let me hop in the van for a couple of days on this next tour. And for the most part, everybody I've asked has been like either we would love to, but we don't have the space or like. Or yeah, like come on, it'll be awesome. So I've you know been on tour with like Loma Prieta and Nothing, um, Thou, and it's all just been like super organic. I've gotten to know them at shows, talking after shows, like just forming these relationships. Dude, that's incredible. And I, I really, I, 
I remember the Lauren Prieta tour. I think y'all remember seeing photos you posted of that, and I was just mm-hmm. blown away because that was obviously a handful of years ago. Yeah, that's been like almost four years ago, I think. Yes, I then obviously I've known I've known of you for a long time, but when I saw that, I was like, "Holy crap, this dude's like kicking ass!" <laughs> like, yeah. And obviously, was and those, yeah, those are my first like tour photos. That I was like, "Yo, these this is I'm making the work that I want to make, and like it's the kind of stuff that I want to look at, and I want." It, it sounds, I don't know, it always sounds so crazy when I talk about it, but there's this hip-hop photographer named Jonathan Mannion. Oh, God, yes. Who shot, shot all this amazing stuff in the 90s. He's still working, but, like, his stuff from, like, the early to mid-90s up through, like, early 2000s of, like, Tupac, Jay-Z, Drake, all these, like, huge names. He shot from, like, sort of an insider perspective because he knew these people. Mm-hmm. And there's a quote that he said that's, like, I don't remember who it was some other some like i think it was like dj quick mm-hmm. i don't know might not be right but they said like hey manion like people experience hip-hop through your photography and like that's sort of how i want like my photography of music to sort of be perceived and like experience like sort of the experience of like you know being in a, a touring punk band sleeping on the floor eating shitty food <laughs> That's but you know making making this lasting document of sort of that that experience and that kind of culture, dude. That's like so beautiful. Like I'm sitting here like looking at Jacob like this <laughs> in my feelings right now because that's so true. I mean, I look at your photos and like I really feel like we're in their lives. Like we're straight up in the van with them, you know, not showering and kind of eating that yeah eating that shitty food and just <laughs> find a place to sleep and stuff and it's they make you feel like you know there's this real people just doing you know real shit and it's i think it's incredible um but yeah so tell us more about some bands you tour with um obviously nothing and loma and full of hell I've, i think everyone saw that doctor that little documentary thing you made about him yeah i um this is like the f- last this past summer um the magazine revolver sent me over to the UK with full of hell for five days to just like do what you do, take photos, shoot a little video and we'll publish it. So it was the first time like anybody's approached me to be like, Hey, we want you to go make the work that you make. So, and it was awesome. So wait, hold on. Revolver came to you. Yeah. That is awesome. So how'd you feel when you got that email? It was like incredible to be like, Oh yeah, you guys, you serious? Like you want me to go just take pictures on tour and, <laughs> like you'll you'll pay me and we'll, we'll publish it that sounds so sick but it goes back to the sort of like that relationship building because when i did the tour with nothing a couple summers ago they had a guy out with them for the last couple days um doing some video work for him and like we'd both known each other his name is jimmy he's awesome through like our, our work online and stuff but and got him to meet and then and jimmy ended up becoming like one of the dudes who like became a creative director at revolver. So he was like, Hey Reed, like I love your stuff. Go do it. Holy moly, dude, that would blow me away. And was that, um, was that full of hell's, uh, so the first time you went out with full of hell. Yeah. First time I'd been out on tour with them, but I've been like photographing those guys when they'd come through Boston for like four or five years now. That is, oh, that's awesome. So, oh, wow. That's just, that's insane. I'm trying to, you know, I think that's everyone's dream of having a magazine like that is come to them and just ask for, 
you know, to do that. So, going off that, how did you get this relationship with Death Wish? I mean, you mentioned kind of with uh, working with having connections with bands and all that kind of stuff, but obviously mm. you're in cahoots with like the owners and stuff. Yeah, um, like it's just basically from seeing seeing the bands on their label whenever they come through town, taking pictures, sending the pictures to the bands and, you know, my contact at the label. It's like, hey, here's some live photos, like use them for whatever you need. And then eventually, like I start running into, you know, Trey and, uh, Trey and Jake at shows, you know, who are the owners of it and be like, hey, what's up? How's it going? They'll be like, hey, cool. Like, what's up? You know, we got some people coming through town. You should like come shoot them. Like we got, you know, so-and-so is going to be recording up at God City Studios. Like go take pictures of them. That'd be would be cool. Oh my gosh, so. God City, that is incredible. Um, so tell us. Yeah. Uh, so go ahead. No, go ahead about God City. Um, so jump into another band because obviously I have another, a lot of questions about bands. Um, mm-hmm. obviously it's to Converge. That's what's been burning me this whole entire time. Different. <laughs> so how was it working in the studio with Converge, and how does that differ from like doing like tour tour photos? The, the studio stuff is always it's a way more like fly on the wall when I'm shooting a band in the studio because like I don't want to hinder anybody's like creative process or like you know I don't want to make anybody feel weird about like expressing an opinion about their work just because like you know some extra dude is in the studio but almost every time everybody has been super cool like really inclusive like oh yeah come like come in here while I'm doing vocals like come in here while I'm you know tracking guitar like take pictures it's awesome like we'd love that you're here and making this work um and converge was really no different and it's almost like god city is like their home base so everybody was super comfortable and basically jake one day was like hey like you know we're working on the new record we'd love to have you come up and just you know take some pictures so we i did that starting um late last year uh went up to god city as they were like writing practicing and then recording over the course of five different times um, and working on a project with all those photos with those guys that's getting really close to being done um, and it's going to be cool dude I think everyone in the world is waiting for that <laughs> waiting for the photos and the, the album like it's oh my gosh this episode is brought to you by Zipster if you need a website that stands out and is completely customizable then make it easy and fast Get yours with no setup fee at zipster.com slash free pizza. And back to the episode. How um, is your creative process kind of different um, in recording studio settings versus tour? Because obviously in tour, well, I haven't seen you shoot videos or shoot um, photos on tour, but how is it different from being in a studio? Studio is almost like you, you just have to be patient and like wait for things to happen and you got to be aware of like, you know, somebody else's creative process um, and compare that to being on tour, which is just like, you know, wild shit happening all the time. And just like when you're when I'm on tour, it's like things are happening nonstop. I just got to be aware to like take the picture when I need to take the picture. Right. Um, and it's much less, much less restrained and much less like much less cerebral. Like when I'm in the studio, I'm like thinking, planning and I got to like plan a shot because like recording studios aren't super like big places they're not always like photographically like the most interesting so it's like working much being much more aware like um composition and 
stuff when I'm in the, in the studio where it's on tour, it's like, you know, there's, there's cool light everywhere. We're driving in the van, everything's tight. Everybody's close. And then they're like the live show, like I'm doing my thing. The band's doing their thing. The crowd's going crazy. Right. And I was like, you know, so it's just, just very, very, very different sort of thought processes, processes behind the two different environments. For sure. Heck yeah, that's cool. I mean, and the reason why I want to ask that, um, I mean, Jacob want to ask that because you're working with film, so it's a little different than me being able to kind of shoot off. Unless you use digital too, do you use mostly film on that too? Uh, yeah, I've I think I've shot like one studio session digital, okay. just because like I was super backed up on film. Yeah. But almost every other stuff I do, um, unless it's like specifically a paid gig that needs digital stuff, really soon. Like I'll shoot it all in film because like it it fits better with like my aesthetic, right? Um, my working process and it's it's what it's what like I want to put out and I think it's what people want to either see or like have represent them. Exactly, that makes perfect sense actually. And also, is there a reason why you do just black and whites? It's really because I can develop it at home. Oh <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, that makes sense. Like I, I you know. And it's gotten to the point I've been doing it for like almost half, like half the time I've been doing photography, I've been doing black and white film photography at this point. Right. So it's like, I know that process. I know how things are going to look. I like, I think in black and white when I'm, you know, in the zone shooting. And I, I really sort of understood that recently when I started doing some more video work, I was like, yo, my brain does not work in video mode right now. <laughs> like I have to like mentally make a switch almost right in order to like get the, get the stuff that I need when I'm working in video, as opposed to working a little more like, you know, restrained and patient in black and white film. Yep. That's awesome. Oh gosh. So let's see. I want to get into sect only cause I just saw that video. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of tell us how that came about. So I was, um, so one of the guys in sect is Jimmy, Jimmy Chang, who lives out in Raleigh. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was, he was in like undying and catharsis and some like other bands from back in the day. He was like a guitar tech for between the buried and me mm-hmm. for a while. Yes. Um, so I've known Jimmy for a long time. Um, and I knew that, you know, he had this other band. He was starting sect with like Chris from cursed, um, and a couple other dudes from North Carolina and, um, homie from uh, fallout boy, yeah. the drummer. <laughs> yeah. But I was in Raleigh for, um, I think we came down for like a wedding, my wife and I, and we were out, we were at like, uh, I don't remember the name of the restaurant, but Jimmy was like, hey, you're in town, like, what are you doing? Like, we'll come by and hang out. Um, and he came by the restaurant and he was like, hey, what are you doing, you know, late July? Because SEC is going to be up at God City recording a new record. And we'd love to have you like, come, come pick some pictures, do your thing. It's like, yeah, that sounds cool. Like, I have a couple other plans I'm trying to figure out, but if I'm around, I'd love to. And they ended up working out and they like said, Hey, like come, come up to do the photos. Like the record label is looking for like some promo video stuff of the recording process. Like, is that something you can do? I was like, yeah, I totally can do that. Um, and sort of on the fly quick taught myself how to do it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so how'd you learn how to, so yeah. How how did you learn how to do that? Uh, was like YouTube videos or trial and error or how, how'd that work? Like, yeah, looking at YouTube videos, like um, trial and error, My at my day job, we did a couple of like broadcast commercial spots 
Um, and I just like, assisted however I could with our videographer there to sort of glean as much information as I could, as quick as I could. Um, and like, I guess it was last, last November or so, I was like, okay, I, I'm getting enough like photo work where like, I probably need a digital option. Yeah. Cause like for f- like four or five years, I just didn't straight up, didn't have a digital camera. So I bought, um, one of the Fuji, new Fuji X pro two cameras and like, damn right. That can do totally, totally awesome. Like HD video. It's like, okay, here's something, here's a new skill that I need to, I need to learn. So I just figured it out. <laughs> That's awesome. How I just love that you're, you know, just hanging out through your college and all that. You didn't do any photo stuff and you kind of figure stuff out like kind of along the way. I think that's, that's fucking cool. Um, and the your video work is awesome. Like I, I think I watched the second video like 10 times already. <laughs> and also the full hill video. It's, yeah. I like, especially the second thing. Cause like I, I did all of that from producing it to editing it to like the sequencing of it. So it's like, you know, a learning process on the fly and I'm super, super happy with how it turned out. And I, you know, can't wait to do more of that stuff. Dude, that's like, oh well, did you film any of the converges, or are you allowed to talk about that at all? Uh, I I have some some video footage of it. I don't know what I'm, we're gonna do with it yet, if anything. Um, that was all like mostly photography focused. Okay. So okay, fair enough. Um, and okay, I want to get back to your photography and just talk about your process and style for a second. So how when you're shooting these photos um at live shows. How are you deciding what shots to take? Because obviously you're limited because you have, you know, places yeah. exposures. So how, how are you doing that? It's just, it's just being like super aware of what's, what's going on. Like kind of pr- not pre-planning because you can't really pre-plan, but like because of envisioning the sort of the look and composition and like possibilities of, of the show, you know, you shoot for a couple songs, sort of get the feel of what somebody's, what somebody does, you know, but especially if I know the songs, that's it makes it way easier. But you know, basically get close and and shoot as much as I can. You know, usually if it's a good show, I'll go through like four or five rolls of film. Oh wow! So you know, it, I get backed up on film pretty quickly when after a string of shows. Yeah, I was saying because I mean, after, if you're shooting shows a couple times a week, then like, it's, and you're taking you know four rolls of show, that's like a lot of photos <laughs> that you have to go yeah. through. So I'm sure it's if your process, but I mean, they're, they look amazing. And the reason why I, I asked about that, because Chris Hilbert talked about you in his interview. Um, oh yeah. And he was saying like how you would shoot shows and like there'll be other photographers using digital cameras and they're like, you know, shooting the whole time and you kind of just go around, take a shot, move, take a shot, move, take a shot. And <laughs> you did it. So like, you know, just your own way. And it was just kind of funny to watch. Like I when I, I used to you know I used to shoot shows on digital back in the day and like you know I'd come home from a show like you know four bands it's like nine hundred photos yep nobody nobody <laughs> wants to see ten percent tops of those photos like you know if I if I shoot nine hundred and then put fifteen online like that sucks that's so much work to like call through those that's very true that's- and then you know. But with film, like, you know, if I'm patient and I know what I want and I can like sort of pre pre plan sort of how to do that and then wait for the right moment. I, you know, if I shoot 36 shots of a band and then have like, you know, 15 or 20 that I really like, that's that ratio is way, way better. That's actually very good. I didn't even think about that. That's that's actually my, I know when I shoot shows, I usually hate myself. 
Because I'm like, yeah, I'm stoked. And I'm like, oh, yeah, 900 photos. I was like, fuck. <laughs> like, yeah. It's the worst thing like, ever. You know, it sucks. And I, you know, I just shot that, you know, a big event for work, you know, four days, this big expo. I have like 2,400 photos I got to go through. For, for, you know, and if, what's the, if it's like a web gallery, like, you know, I'm going to post 20 photos. It's like, yo, that's like, that's legit, um, you know, microscopic percentage of what I shot. Gosh. So I'd much rather have like a, like a way higher keeper ratio. Yeah. And then sort of like the, the added bonus of film, it's like it's a physical object. Like I'm, I'm going to have those negatives. Forever. Forever, hopefully, you know. Yeah, if something happens to them. That's f- so like if a hard drive crashes or like, you know, I lose all my internet shit like i have the backup i have like the the master copy of it do you like keep all those rolls like in like a shoebox somewhere no they either i have like i don't know a bunch of folders all dated with like negative sleeves and the negatives in them dude that'd be so cool to look at like 50 years from now like all those bands and stuff you've done that'd be so sick yeah i actually like that's sort of part of the thinking of why i like shooting film and sort of you know all the stuff that i I look at and I'm inspired by are these like old photographers from like the eighties shooting like punk shows and like the nineties shooting all these like crazy grunge shows. That's so cool. You know, but those, those like negatives exist. And like, you know, I, I helped a photographer here in Boston sort of go through her archive. Her name is JJ. She's awesome. She was shooting all these like hardcore shows in Boston, like from like 1986 up to like 1990. Wow. And she's like, I have this box of negatives. Like let's, let's figure something out with these. And we're still like, it's still a way ongoing process, but it's like, Here's a picture of Nirvana at the Middle East at like a 200 cap room or like, dude, here's a picture of white zombie playing at like CBGB's. That has to be so crazy for you to see, dude. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah, it's, it's wild. That's cool. And obviously, uh, you said it's an ongoing, pro- it's an ongoing pro- project for you guys. Yeah, it's, uh, we've, we've haven't met up in a while. Cause like after, once the summer started, we both got super, super busy. Cause she, she runs like a catering business and um like one of the venues here in boston so it's like she's she's super busy all the time and then like when sort of like you know spring and summer rolls around up here like you know bands start touring through here and like i'm trying to go on tour oh yeah my wife and i are trying to travel as much as we can very true so oh my gosh cool so i'm glad you kind of mentioned her because i want to ask you about Mm -hmm. your inspirations um maybe photographers that you've kind of looked up through looked up to um throughout the years yeah like um that dude nate uh jonathan mannion i mentioned earlier his stuff is awesome there's another um photographer from the like the 90s um who shot a bunch of grunge stuff his name is steve gullick he's from the uk like he has a a little video online you can check out i think it's called like punk as fuck and it's about a book he put together of these like grunge photos and it's it's amazing that's awesome. um and then charles peterson is like sort of the, the american analog of that he was like working with nirvana soundgarden like jesus lizard all these wild bands um and then there's a, a lot of other stuff that i take inspiration from are like sort of the the documentary photographers from like up through the the 50s up through now um a lot of magnum people like joseph kudelka oh, wow. and william klein um just sort of like social documentary work is like sort of in the tradition of like you know it, embedding with like a group of people for months or years making like you know a body of black and white images right and then other other people like um 
like Bruce Gilden, sort of his, you know, a lot of people hate on that guy, <laughs> but um, <laughs> it's the whole thing. It's like you know, get close, make make work, like challenge yourself. Um, I have like a list I can just kind of talk about. This other photographer, Larry Towell, who's a, a magnet photographer, he he just sort of sets weird personal projects up. It's like, oh, I'm I want to go photograph um, these like migrant Mexican workers who come to Canada every year to like make a living. Oh, wow. So it's like, it, like, you know, he's like builds up trust with these people and then like goes and lives with them for three months during the summer to like make this body of work. The same thing with that guy, Joseph Kodelka back in like the, I think it was like the sixties. He lived like his book, his most famous book of the one I love most is called gypsies. Mm-hmm. Um, and he went and like, you know, at the time they were gypsies. Like he was like, I'm going to go travel with these people. You're now like the Roma and just live with them, make photos of their culture, of their, you know, of their lives. And so, like, I love that kind of stuff, like, sort of personal, personal narrative work. Um, and then on, like, more of the portrait side of things, like, people like Sally Mann and Diane Arbus. Just, like, these beautiful, like, sort of process-driven, like, physical work. That Where it's, like, they, like, they, they let the, the, the material influence how things turn out. Right. I love that. That's cool because, and obviously, that's the beauty of film. I mean, you're literally. I mean, as if you're developing yourself, and I'm sure all these, um, these people are. Um, oh, oh yeah. I mean, you're dive. You're literally diving into like the whole entire process. Um, yeah, and like I've, you know, I've taught myself everything from 35 millimeter, 120, like we you know 120 medium format, four by five, wet plate, like dry plate. That is oh, that's so sick. And obviously, and to your inspiration, it's like. When you started back in the day, were you? How did you find these people? Like, did you find them like through, I guess, internet or word of mouth or what? It's just like the internet and books. Like, you know, finding a photo, kind of figuring out who took it. Oh yeah, yeah. And then like voraciously trying to find more of their work. So like, you know, at the at the library, like pouring through photo books. You know, then finding out oh, about yeah. like different like the Magnum Agency and looking at all the photographers. And looking, you know, finding like photos that Sally Mann did and be like, these are incredible. Like, and just exploring her body of work. And it's like seeing influences from there on like contemporary people or like people who are contemporary to her. And then, you know, there's always like sort of the, the world of like fashion and reporting that a lot of people who make, you know, incredible personal work sort of work in. It's like Annie Leibowitz, you know, her, her stuff for like vanity fairs you know great it's well lit but she also makes like really cool personal work same thing with this other guy whose whose name is frank ockenfels Mm -hmm. he makes these crazy like insane like polaroid collages of portraits and like cuts like cuts up his photos writes on his photos like oh gosh that's so paste them together but then like you know he also shoots like the key art for mad men oh wow what and like Walking Dead, like you know, holy shit, that's like huge bodies of work. That's so so yeah. sick. Well, cool. And then there's this other stuff like, you know, skate photography. I've never been, you know, I tried to learn how to skate when I was a kid. You know, it was always like too fat to ollie, but <laughs> like the culture was like fun and you know engaging. And like now looking back, there's like all these photographers from skateboarding, like Ray Barbie and Ed Templeton, who are like you know, they're sort of insiders documenting this skate lifestyle. Dude. And like, you know, you might not, 
you know, might not care about skateboarding at all, but no. you can look at these photos and see the like connections that people have and the sort of like the lives they lead and the experiences they they had and like it's captured and like made into like books and prints and it's like that's that's like that's what I love. Dude, that's sick. I'm glad you mentioned that because um I recently um uh saw a video of uh he says if his name is Roy, Roy Barbary. Yeah, Ray Barbie. But yes. Um, it was randomly on YouTube and he's also a photographer as well, of course. Um, yeah. And I was just blown away. I mean, he's so, un- he's so like low key cause I haven't heard of him and he's like freaking amazing. Oh yeah. He's, he's incredible. There's like a couple of videos about him online, just like these quick little interviews and you like, you, he sort of like, you get this feeling like this dude, like he loves photography and he loves skateboarding and he loves making music. And like, those are his driving factors. And you can see that in his his photography, and that's like that's something I like aspire to achieve. Yeah, dude, that's so cool. Have you met kind of any you know ones uh, people you look look up to? Um, I met a couple of like these are the friends of mine in the UK who like I love their work. Um, it's a guy named Nick Sayers, and then um, my buddy Elmore over there. And they, you know they're making like sort of work along the same lines as I am. But they're having their own take on it. They have to get their own personal projects, and we have like a, a small sort of online, um, like project we do called Bromide Bromide uh, Collective. Yeah. But like you know, when I was when I was in the UK with Full of Hell this past summer, like I had a day off, so I got to meet up with these dudes. We're making sick stuff, um, and almost got to meet Steve Gullick, the old grunge photographer oh. guy. Because they both they both know him, but he wasn't. He was like wasn't at his studio that day, so like it just didn't work out. But dude, that probably would have been so cool for you to meet that dude. Dude, it would have been sick. Uh, like, <laughs> it would have been amazing. Uh, I'm sure it would have like you know freaked out, and, like grilled him with all these stupid questions that like I can easily just you know learn on my own. But like, <laughs> you know, I I love making those those connections with people and other photographers, just talking about the kind of stuff. Um, like we you know Chuck Johnson that we mentioned earlier. Like I love talking to that dude about photography and video and like just being creative so whenever i'm back home in greensboro like we always hang out like super hang out hard talking about this kind of stuff and then you know there are other people up here in boston whose work are awesome or is awesome that you know angela owens her stuff is all over the place she's, oh dude she's she was in boston for a minute she's in new york now but she's another north carolina person who's just like straight killing it dude she freaking rules i reached out to her she was actually moving when I talked to her and she said she would get back to mm-hmm. me, I'm sure she's super busy, but I'm, di- I want her to get on this podcast so badly. If I, that would just yeah. make my whole life. Cause I think she is <laughs> freaking, she's ridiculous. I mean, just to, yeah. to say the least, she's super good. So hopefully she hears this like shout out and like gets on the podcast. <laughs> Angela, get on the podcast. dude. Yes. And also shout out to Chuck Johnson. Chuck Johnson is a hidden treasure. I mean, that dude. Chuck, get on the podcast. Dude, I know. Actually, I haven't, I haven't even asked him, so I need to do that. I, what am I doing? He's, I mean, <laughs> I see his signs. He paints here in Greensboro, and his photography is beautiful. I mean, he is so yeah. damn good. Um, So I will hopefully get him on here very, very soon. I'm sure he'll do it. I don't see why he wouldn't. But um, Yeah, he'll do it. I'll, I'll text him dude test him right now as you're recording us <laughs> um but yeah um so yeah back to you um so what is photography you know doing these shows and touring and all that what does that do for you it's uh, i know it's just something I, I try to think about from time to time and like the best i can do is like it's just 
crazy like drive to like document a culture and like an experience that is like important to me and that I'm sort of part of. Um, and it's like, it's making a record of that, like that fleeting moment, like that fleeting, like sort of youth culture being, being in it, like making stuff happen, sort of, it's like, like the, the DIY culture of like, you know, where, you know, I'm not a kid anymore, but like, you know, we're kids, we're figuring out, we're getting in the van, we're traveling around, we're going to make it work however we can. Right. So that's, that's what I want to do. It's like, make this, make this record of this, I guess like contemporary culture, but sort of put it in this like historical make it part of the historical discourse of photography and like documentary photography yeah because you know everything now is so like instant and fleeting and everybody's on their phones all the time no. and it's like sounds like some grumpy old man shit but like <laughs> you know it's it's you know i'm i'm guilty of it too everybody is it's just how things are now yeah. but to you know to ha- you know take time slow down shoot film and like really look at something and like take a physical photo of it and then like be in the process of like making that photography, the like chemical reaction of light and silver, like into a physical thing is, is beautiful. And it's something I love doing. That's awesome. And it's, I think we can really, and I know I can, I can definitely see that through your work. I mean, I get to see the, you know, the passion and everything. So that's, that's awesome to see and awesome to, you know, kind of hear you say as well. Um, Cool. But yeah, so where do you want to end up with all this? I mean, do you want to have your own studio? Do you want to keep touring? Do you want to work for more labels? What's up? I, I Trying to do all of that. Like, I'd love to do more like, I guess like not fine art portraits, but more like considered portraits of like, of artists in like very simple spaces to sort of focus on like the, the portrait rather than like, hey, you got 10 minutes after a show, let's bust out some promo pics or whatever. You know, I want to spend like time with people and sort of like build a build more of a connection for each portrait and shoot like, you know, large format sort of stuff, stuff that's slow, stuff that like really has weight to it. Um, and if that's like traveling and doing that with a band, that's awesome. If it's like having a space to have people come to, that would be great, too. Um, and, you know, I want to make like sort of the end goal with a lot of the, the punk stuff and the live photo stuff is like oh you know want to make books and have these like these objects that you can have and look through and like experience like in a tactile way because that's sort of so much of what like the culture i i photograph is about is like the experience of like being there yeah for sure sort of getting getting sweaty getting you know punched in the nose and like having that memory and i want to make make things that like convey that and like have a weight and exist in the world that's awesome, I'm, and I'm glad you said that because another thing I want to um, kind of um, compliment you on is that yeah, I mean when you get when you're taking these photos on these tours, I mean like you know people kind of have their idea of touring, and they probably think it's this glamorous like thing where you're like <laughs> hanging out and do that. It's like no, dude, like look at like these photos, like this is what they're doing. It's probably not what you think it is, and I think for the band members and stuff to look at on these photos is like you're creating like real like real ass memories for these people, and I think that's so beautiful yeah like you know when we're all in our like 50s and they can look back and there's a picture of like the the gross like vegan slop we got to eat and like the floor that we slept on with like you know nine people in a one bedroom that's so oh yes <laughs> it's like you like look back and like that was you know an incredible experience like 
don't know if I want to do it again right away, but like, <laughs> it, it you know, it exists and it's a record of it. Oh, uh, yes. Um, What about any, um maybe, um gallery openings or anything or any shows? Have you thought about that? Um, I have had some shows, some photos and a couple different shows. Um, and it's something that like sort of when something, something right pops up, I'll pursue it, but it's not something I'm like super looking to do all the time. Um, I sort of like, I like photos, especially in like book format where you can sort of create a narrative that you can lead the viewer on sort of build, build their experience sort of along with to either match the one that you had or sort of like create this, this new experience out of um, a body of work. Right. And, you know, I, you know, I love going to galleries and looking at art and photography on the wall, but you know, I, for me, it's like a book is like the thing to have. Yeah. Um, and sort of the best way and most like personal intimate way to experience like a body of work. Dude. Yeah. Heck yeah. And that's oddly enough, I'm like doing that right now. So <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm glad you said that. That's, I feel the exact same way. I mean, I've I've had shows in the past and they're cool, but I mean, it's cool actually holding like holding that and flipping through pages and kind of getting it's more of an intimate thing, you know, to have like a body of work in your hands. Yeah, it's like and it's being able to spend time like looking at individual photos and like looking at photos in a sequence and how they sort of you know relate to each other and sort of build up this you know entirely new meaning behind the work. The, the way they're paired dude i totally agree that's awesome dude thank you you're the best <laughs> thank you um but um on wrapping up to the last few um what advice would you have for some you know up and coming photographers or um film photographers or people trying to get into film what advice would you tell them starting out uh, man I, this is it all comes down to just work like do the work Put in the work, learn as much as you can, like as as best you can, however you can. Like I've I've taken like two two photo classes ever because mm-hmm. it was stuff like I you know I wouldn't I had an opportunity to take like you know X class and it was something like I could I could have taught myself but like having instruction would have been yeah you know just speeds things up but all of all the information is out there to find and to like discover and so the easiest way to learn it is just to make work, you know, make work for free, make work as if you have to make, just push ahead, like photograph what you're interested in, whatever that might be, you know, just push, push the medium around, especially with film, like get in there and make mistakes, like, you know, fuck up a roll of film and then sort of go backwards and figure out what happened what happened that you messed up and then like that's there you go if you figure it out you've learned and you can say like oh i'm you know next time i'm not gonna do you know i'm not gonna load film in the daylight and end up with a light leak or next time i'm not gonna like you know i did this uh last summer two summers ago i put some film in a tank and started like an initial water wash and then got got busy with some other thing i was like oh i'll, I'll grab that in a little bit right. and came back like an hour later developed the film and like the water had gotten in between the emulsion <gasps> and the actual like like the mylar plastic yeah totally like totally messed it up had like these weird like purple splots all throughout the black and white film so like i know i messed up but now i also know like if i want some weird effect i know what to exactly. do exactly so i can plan for it and it's it's also that like you know 
push, make work, mess up, like dig yourself into holes and figure out how to get out of it. Like, you know, you know, buy a bunch of cameras that you can't afford, like, you know, get out, get, get into debt then figure out a way to get out of debt, you know, move to a new city, talk to strangers, like make connections, ask questions, like look for the opportunities that sort of present themselves, both like, you know, online, it's a great, you know, vast repository of information, but like, go out in the world like get off the computer and like meet people ask people to take their picture if they say no be like oh you know my bad it's all good yeah but you know if that's what you want to do if you have if you come with the enthusiasm that you can that people can tell that you're 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 real and you're all about what you're doing and you're not some like weirdo they'll be they'll feel that vibe and they'll give it back to you be like Oh, okay, cool. Like, what's what's up? Why do you want to take my picture? And then if you have like, you can sell tell them like, oh, you know, I'm I'm a portrait photographer. I'm like learning, or I'm like interested in X, Y, or Z. And like, yeah. you 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 fit in what with you know the work that I'm making. Like, oh, that's that's cool. Like, tell me more about that. And then you've made a connection. And every time you make one of those connections, like you don't know where things are going to open up and you know take you to some next step. Like, you know, if I wasn't going to shows, taking pictures of these like punk bands yeah. like you know i've i've been to the uk twice with bands who like don't you know they're not like rock star bands these are just punk dudes and women in a van and they're like but there's a solid connection and i get sort of experience this insider's perspective and make photos of it and that's like the, that's the coolest thing in the world for me that is that's so beautiful i mean it's crazy i mean yeah, I mean, it really started from you taking photos, you know, in a in a in a crack myself. I mean, like, that's such <laughs> a cool thing that I want people to. I mean, not a lot of people, not a lot of people probably know that. I mean, like, yeah, AC's basement, like, that's, I mean, it's kind of sort of where it started in a way, and now you're yeah. doing. And then, like, you know, you know, years down the line, I I hit up a band like, hey, like, I have a studio space today. Like, you guys can come take, come by, and I'll take your portrait. Right. And you know, I don't, you know, there's no expectation that they would say yes, but like. For, for whatever reason, one of the guys, like, knew my work. And I was like, yeah, that'd be cool. Let's do that. And it ended up, like, they came. We took some portraits. We started talking about Ace's Basement. And one of the guys was like, my old band played there. And there was, like, a shootout in the parking lot where we were trying to sleep in the van. So we had to get the hell out of there. <laughs> uh, sorry, Mom. but <laughs> Holy crap. But You know, that and that builds the connection to be, like, you know, further down the road. Like, I can hit people up, be like, hey, like... I have this idea and it fits in and you fit into it. Like, are you down to be part of it? And when you have those, those connections that you've made in the past and sort of fostered, it's like, yeah, that sounds awesome. Like we would love to. And that sort of allows that, that access that like documentary photographers need to make their work. Dude. Yes. Dude. I'm also glad you said, um, to go into debt. Because, like, people are scared to do that. People are always asking me, like, hey, well, well, camera. Like, well, these, I mean, cameras aren't necessarily, I mean, you can get cheap cameras, but, like, you know, just, yeah, take it, just take a chance. I mean, you know, if you're into it, just, it's not going to hurt. It's just money. I mean, like, you can get, yeah, you can I get mean, money back, you know? You can, you can get money back. You can get money through photography. You can get money working at Whole Foods. Like, exactly. If it's, if it's, there's, you know, you beware of, like, just buying cameras to have cameras. But if, like, if, if what your vision needs is like some crazy like panoramic camera find it like find it experiment with it and maybe it fits maybe it doesn't but like you can always sell that camera 
Yeah, that's very that's also very true. And yeah, oh well, I guess I, I love that. I love your advice because it's also true. The connections thing is probably the most probably the most important thing to take away from the advice is the connections is really help because you really never know who you'll meet. You know, being out in the field and yeah, yeah. just staying out there. So that's that's perfectly that's that's perfectly well said. Of course, and like em- em- embrace being a weirdo. Like if your thing is going to like punk shows in a crack hotel, awesome, do it. If your thing is like going to the Rin Fair and taking pictures, do it. Like do it over and over again until you get something that you can like show somebody and they can say like, "Yo, this is you've captured the experience of this culture." Like that's awesome. Yeah. Dude, that's so sick. I'm going to take some of that advice from my dang self and stop being so damn lazy. <laughs> um, but, dude, thank you so much. I can't thank you enough for this interview. I've been looking dude, forward to it forever. Thanks for asking me. Like, I'm glad we got it figured out. You know, shout out to Skype for being super difficult. Shout out to Skype. But also shout out to Jacob for figuring this, working through that and, you know, just yes. giving his 100%. He's right here. He's like, Jacob, thank you so much. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Um, but yeah, we're both this. We're both this. I think we're both pretty inspired by this interview, and I'm definitely gonna kind of use this as a kick in my ass to kind of get get out there a little bit more and push myself a little bit harder. So again, thank you so much. Um, where can Dude, we? Thank you guys. Where can we find you on the interwebs? Like, how can we contact you? Um, uh, so my website is just readhaycock.com. Um, you can see some like the tour stuff, some of the live stuff, some of the portraits on there. Um. And fun, okay, so one one last story. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, so yeah, read readhaythcock.com. My inter- Instagram is readhaythcock. Um, there's Bromide Collective, which is the thing I do with the guys in the UK. Okay. Um, but one last thing about like making connections. Um, so I went on tour with some friends out in California, a band called Super Unison. Um, okay. And they they were touring with this other band called um, Oh Hesitation Wounds. Which is like one of the dudes from Touche Amore, a couple guys from like Hope Conspiracy are in it. But the drummer Holy is this dude whose name, uh, oh, why am I blanking on his name? Oh, his name is Jay Weinberg. Yeah. Yeah. Jay Weinberg. It's like, you know, a punk dude. He's, you know, he's seen my photography. So we met. He's like, oh, cool. Like, I love your stuff. Jay also happens to be the drummer for Slipknot. What? Yeah. So, like, when I was, I was out in um, Washington State last fall. For like a music fest, the dude at the counter for the rental car was like, "Oh, you co- you here to see the concert?" I was like, "I'm here for a concert. Like, what are you talking about?" He's like, "Oh yeah, a little Slipknot concert is happening." I was like, "Okay, here's here's a crazy chance for me to like hit up my buddy Jade to be like, hey, I'm in town. Like, you got you want to hang out? You want to do something?" Yeah. He's like, "Dude, come to the show. Come shoot the show." Like, so I got to go shoot like photos. Of like Slipknot and Jay and his like Slipknot gear, <gasps> just because like you know, a couple of punk dudes made a connection on tour, and it it opened up another opportunity. Dude, you just never know what's gonna happen out there, dude. That is yeah, mind blowing. Are those photos on your website? Yeah, uh, like a portrait of Jay is up there and is like his full Slipknot gear, I'm... which is you know Slipknot. I, I, it's not something I keep up with like i listened to one of the records in high school like 20 years ago yeah but but like you know this dude's in this like crazy band and he's (laughs) he's he's like but he's just a a down guy he's like oh yeah come to the show that's like i think every someone else would be like like almost shit their pants they'd be like what do you mean come (laughs) come shoot the show are you sure like really like what it's like you're like yeah i mean 
yeah, of course, I'll come shoot the show. That's like a awesome once in a lifetime kind of thing. Yeah, dude, thank you. I think hopefully people definitely, you know, listen. They'll take that story for what you know what it is. Like you just never really know how your where your connections will get you. Yeah, that's that. Perfect, dude. Thank you for sharing that. That's like I'm blown away. <laughs> but cool. So, oh yeah, we got your contact information, and all that. So yeah, I guess we're we're done. Cool. Sounds good. I'm gonna go get some dinner, dude. Go get some dinner. Thank you for taking the time out, and thank you guys. We look forward to seeing more of your work. We'll definitely be keeping an eye out for that. I'm I'm working, <laughs> and I'll be I'll be down in North Carolina pretty soon, hopefully. So oh yeah, ready? We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna catch up. We'll kick it. Yes. Awesome. And do portraits of each other. Yes, I would love to do that. Yes. Okay, cool. Well, enjoy your dinner. Enjoy doing the rest of your film and your Christmas photos. (laughs) (laughs) And we'll talk soon, okay? All right. Later. Later, guys.